Hello everyone, I am Matthew Thomas, and my guest at this time is a very good friend of the show. He's a very talented singer, songwriter, vocalist, and producer, known for being part of Praise the Fall and Arson Radio, and has been writing and recording his own solo work. And he was also very recently mentioned as one of the top regional artists of 2020, according to the NWI's Entertainer Magazine. His solo work is the subject of this episode. This is In Depth with Jamie Bostell. I need to ventilate. I need to concentrate. I'm on the hunt for something real. Thank you so much. This is the first ever edition of In Depth here on Super Cool Radio. I couldn't think of a better guest from right here in South Bend, Indiana. Very good friend of mine. And anyone not familiar with In Depth, this is where I chat with the artists, we discuss some of the songs they're working on, and you get to actually hear the songs as part of this show as well. So we get to talk about them, and you get to hear them as well. Awesome. Before we start, you were in the hospital for 22 days <laughs> you know, with COVID and everything that went on. How are you feeling now? I'm getting there, man. It's been a slow process. Uh, they wean me, starting to wean me off the oxygen. I'm walking around the house a little more without the walker. It's just, it takes a while. I'll be on it for a while. It's good to hear you getting better. I know it was, it was it, you, you fought, man, for the, you know. It was a miracle I survived, doctors have told me. I'm very lucky to be here still. Yeah, and you, uh, you actually featured on the local news here, Channel 16 WNDU. You had a story on there, you know, two yeah. parts, talking about, you know, your experience and with COVID and everything. Yeah, that was uh, a surprise. I had done a Facebook Live video, and I guess it got... A bunch of attention in the news wanted to interview me so I'm, I'm glad you're here man I'm glad you're doing better thank you and even you know you know right now you I mean you're still on the road to recovery but you're still recording music yes how, I how am. is the challenge of doing that right now well I mean I had a track you know, I'd put out just a little while ago called made up my mind I had that track part of that track was done before I got sick and then uh, I don't know, two weeks in when I was here at home by myself, kind of just got bored and I was like, I'm going to finish that track. I can at least sit here and play guitar and play the instruments. Don't have to sing yet. And then I gave it a couple more weeks to see if I could sing and I did the track, uh, the vocal lines one at a time when I did it. So when you're recording, you can take breaks, you know, as opposed to when you're playing live. So I figured I didn't care if it took me eight hours to do the song, I was going to get it done you're determined and i mean still within you know trying to not push yourself but still within the limits of yeah you know you're recovering everything yeah i just sat here in my chair and i sang as you can see the mic stands up here i sat here and sang instead of standing like i normally do yeah and obviously you know this this audio podcast but i'm actually in jamie bostel's studio you know chatting here so what's kind of your inspiration to write music I mean, you're doing it for a very long time now. I've been doing music since I was, as far as like being in bands, I've been in bands since I was 19, but I've been writing music since I was 15 years old. I don't know, it's just something I did, uh, I've always done. My one buddy, my best friend and I, we used to go to uh, a local music store and we would rent equipment and we would just like put silly songs together and stuff. He was into the keyboards and the sequencers and stuff back in the day and we had a four track recorder and stuff and just always been interested in recording and how stuff is layered and put together and I've just been into it since I was 15. Yeah, you've been doing this a long time as I said and just having fun while you're doing it too. Like, I mean, I've seen, I've seen you on stage 
you're in, you're always having a fun time, and I assume you're still having a fun time while you're still recording. Oh yeah, I love what I do. If if you don't love what you do, you shouldn't be doing it. Yeah, I mean, I, there's no point of doing something if you're not having fun, or you're not getting paid a bunch of money. So right, <laughs> right. Making money's nice, but if you're just in it for that reason. It takes away the fun sometimes. Yeah, it kills the fun of it because you're just there. You have one goal in mind is just make money, and you know the fun gets lost in that. Usually, your span ends up shorter if you're just in it for money. Yeah, get burned mm -hmm. out faster. Yeah, because what's you'll the reason? be disappointed if you're yeah. in it for money. You know? and that's what that not just music. That's with anything. If yeah, you're, if you're just doing it for money. Yeah. You're going to get burned out on it. You're not going to want to do whatever. Whatever It could just be your job. It could you know, be making music. It could be anything. Uh, prime example, I worked 20-some years in the RV industry, and it was good money, but was it worth all the all the heartache and, you know, and working as hard as I did? And, you know, I actually, it was hard to find time to do my music and, and find time for my family and stuff like that when I was doing that. But I was so young and you know i had dollar signs in my eyes like everybody else does eventually you know i got out of that industry and decided to take a job you know where i make less money but my hours work with my passion so what's more important to you that's what i found was important to me what your goals and what your priorities are you yeah. know, to have your life it worked out i'm a lot happier there you go yeah so and when you're recording and writing music do you listen to music for like inspiration or to find ideas like oh i listen to music all the time i'm always listening to new artists too like i was talking to you earlier about the pop artists and stuff yeah i'm listening to stuff all the time you know keeping up with i listen to it for the production listening to it for the sounds and what's going on and you know how i can stay relevant i guess is a big thing i mean if you're not and you're still you know playing stuff that sounds like 1985 you're gonna fall through the cracks times are always changing so you have to find you know what's current nowadays what's relevant what's good because you know some you know some of the trends only last a little bit but it's not you know overall not good so you gotta find what's good what's gonna last and what's just gonna sound the I'm way all, you want it to i'm always trying different styles you know i'm not a one-dimensional person i was for a long time where i just did metal and everything had to be heavy and angry and i just got tired of that i don't know i just wanted to expand myself as an artist so what have you been listening to recently that you've enjoyed music like rock wise oh, just or any any music rock wise i've been listening to big wreck Big Rex, awesome, if you haven't checked them out. There was a guy by the name of Ian Thornley. Uh, he started Big Rex. Um, man, I saw them like in late 90s, I think it was. But he's still out there, and they're amazing. Uh, Big Rex, God, what else have I listened to? I know I checked out the new uh, Rob Zombie track. No, I have out. Yet. It's Is pretty it good? good. It's good? Yeah. A lot of people come out with music like February, March, because like, that's when Zombies I've been listening to that Machine Gun Kelly album, Ticket to My Downfall. It's really good. I like it because uh, it's not just a pop punk thing, but the lyrics. There's some depth to those songs, and it's, they sound really good. And he just articulates very well. I even checked out some of his hip-hop stuff. Um, I checked out this girl named Halsey, you yeah. know. For the first time, I checked out Billie Eilish today. That was pretty good. I noticed, like I said earlier, like a lot of these pop artists are going with this big uh, reverb sound with their vocals and stuff where it sounds like they're in a cave. But now everybody's starting to do that, and I don't know how long that's going to last, you know. Oh, I did check out the new Miley Cyrus album. It's pretty good. I, I haven't. I heard, yeah, I heard it was good. I haven't yet. 
It's pretty good, but again, there's a lot of that big yeah. uh, reverb going on in that. There's actually going on in the music itself, too, or we'll see about that. <clears throat> yeah, we'll see what people think about it, see how long it lasts. Yeah, I'm li I listen to everything, man. Yeah. Um, as far as, like I said, the rock stuff, yeah, Big Wreck. Oh, man. I haven't really listened to a lot of rock stuff lately. I've been listening to some pop stuff because just to get inspired for some of the Jamie the Artist stuff, I guess. Uh, Sam Smith, I think I checked him out too. Yeah, he's pretty good too. Oh, the new Foo Fighters song. The um, shame, was it Shame? Yeah, I wasn't sure about it at first. I saw them on Saturday Night Live actually when I was in the hospital. And I thought the performance, in my opinion, was kind of dull. But it, it could have been just because there was no audience there. And they rely on an audience, you know? They do, Because yeah, of the definitely. COVID thing. It's probably strange for them to play just in front of cameras, you know? And, <clears throat> and just seeing all the empty seats, that's got to be, with the, you know, yeah. just, the, just the visual of, like, I know, as, I know as a performer, I would probably feel kind of weird, you know, myself. It's been strange for us bands out there right now, for sure. But at first I wasn't sure about the song, but then I listened to it and it grew on me. I like it now. I believe artists should evolve, so I don't believe people should hold that against the artists when they're trying to do something different and it doesn't sound like every album that they've done. I think that's a good thing, really. It's a natural process to evolve and to... You know, change, you know, no one thinks the same way that they did, you know, 10 years ago or 20 years ago. Right. You know, people, you know, their ways of doing things have changed, their ideas have changed, the people they work with change over the years too. So of course, you know, the sound's going to change, the, um, the albums are going to change, especially, especially right now, I see a lot of bands experimenting with stuff, and I think that's great. Uh -huh. to, for them to experiment and to change up their sound that they're not just sounding like, oh, that sounds like their last album, album before. Right now, I'm, I'm currently in your house in your studio now no one can really see what we got going on here but what is kind of your studio setup nothing major i've got a, a game computer as you can see here i got a, a computer monitor it's like 42 inches or something like that's not that big maybe 40 inches 35 inches something like that i don't remember i use reaper as my daw i've got yamaha hs5s they're called as for my monitors right here i've got an akg PQ, I can't read that. It's an AKG, <laughs> it's an AKG mic for my vocals, and then I use a Tascam THMX2 headphones. I've got a Focusrite Scarlett for interface for that, and I use a lot of Steven Slate plugins for my drums and my guitars. I do use Guitar Rig 5 too, and then I use uh, Splice for the Jamie the Artist pop stuff. I use that for my loops and stuff like that. Yeah, very cool setup, and it's, you know, you, we were talking before this. You were showing me part of uh, look like documentary about you know people recording in their own their own yeah. homes, and how you can do it and have it sound good too. Like people like kind of dog on it that it's not going to sound like you know good production values. But I think you you've been working on it a lot this year. I just started last January. Started doing it just because. I was doing, like, I got a Boss BR-864 mini studio. It's down there, actually. And that, that thing is it's like a drum machine, basic drums. And, and then I was using a tablet, and I was rigging stuff, chords and stuff together. You should have seen my room. It was ridiculous. But I was trying to do just to get demos done. At first, I just had the idea, 
I'll put demos together for the band and it worked like the last uh, Praise the Fallen album, the Making It Known album. That's how it was written. A lot of the demos were put together by me and then I took it to the band. I could send it to Johnny and send it to Steve and go here, figure out what you're going to do with it. And it helped a lot speed up the writing process rather than, you know, starting from scratch in the practice room you know what i mean it helps they, they could work on that stuff at home and we could put it together a lot quicker once i discovered that i was like oh man this is cool you know actually i did start doing that actually in 2016 too on the uh faceless man album i did that in a couple songs too but i never wanted to program drums the drums were you know on that thing it was way too difficult and they didn't sound good either so I knew it was just demos and I put it on on Facebook and stuff to show people that this is what a song sounds like in the very infancy. This is what a rough demo sounds like and this is what the final product will sound like when it comes out of the studio. Completely different thing, you know? But that stuff excites me, how it starts so stripped down and raw and it becomes what it becomes, you know? I love that stuff. So my buddy Randy, we've hung out for a while, Randy, had the idea it's like dude you're doing this doing these demos and stuff there's better software out there i knew that because when i was in arson radio uh jamie dyer the guy i worked with in arson radio he programmed a lot of drums and stuff on that stuff at first before we put a band together around it and it was just amazing <laughs> the drum software out there is amazing so i was like all right i told randy about it randy's like we're gonna do this we're gonna get your computer we're gonna get you set up in here and you're gonna be able to and once he got me that, I was like a mad scientist. I just couldn't wait. I've been waiting for years to have something like this. And I'm just like a mad scientist now. I love putting songs together. And, you know, it started out, again, I was like, I told the guys in the band, well, I put demos together for the band, but I was doing so much stuff that I was like, you know what? Why not do my own album, you know? I, I was in Spain, I was in the band Spain, and we had our fallout or whatever. And uh, that's when I decided, it's like, because we were trying to do a do-it-yourself recording and the guy had bought some software and stuff like this. And I had just dove into it a little bit with the stuff I have. And I just noticed like the quality I was getting from just some of the stuff I started doing. I got excited, I just wanted to do more, you know? And uh, it's really easy to use. Uh, the Steven Slate stuff is, is awesome. They have a thing that's called All Access Pass, and you pay $10 a month for it. It's like a Netflix bill, and you have $5,000 worth of stuff that you would see in major studios right here at your fingertips for 10 bucks a month. I'm going to get it. I'm going to learn it. You know, that's one of those things I stopped myself for the longest time where I was like, that's eh, too technical. It's too technical. Those drums look hard to program. It looks too technical. But then once I sat down and actually said, no, I'm going to do this. And I put my head into it. Now I enjoy it. You've been doing a lot, you know, this year. And, you know, obviously, you know, talk about your solo stuff. You've also been doing other stuff like with Praise the Fallen. Yeah. But... You're, I, you just tell, I mean, you're just showing me even before we started about like yeah. what you do and your songs you've been working on and like how you put everything together. Yeah. And it's just, it's, it's really amazing just seeing, seeing that and having it, you know, all done by you. Like, I think you definitely, you've been focusing on you know, not only writing and recording, but also the production. You want it to sound good. You want yeah. the quality. I want it to have my own stamp on it where you know I did it. You know what I mean? I mean, we have the idea to maybe take this even further and make this into a bigger studio and have some of these bands around here come and work with me and I'll, I'll make you an artist. 
I, I've done a lot. I've done a lot of records. I, I know what sounds good. I know what a band needs vocally and production-wise, and I think I could do that. Yeah, you're definitely you're one of the best in this area. Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah, I love what I'm doing. It's fun. Before we get started with discussing Jamie Bostel's solo material, here's a brand new song that Jamie Bostel wrote and recorded. This is The New Normal, featuring J. Brian Ingle. Very relatable to what is going on currently. So please take a listen to The New Normal. Now let's talk about 10 songs from your solo material. And the first song we are going to discuss is Same Color. We have a 
my buddy Randy here. Randy was logged into this interview and another good friend of Super Cool Radio, Randy. Thank you very Thank much. You. I appreciate being here, man. And uh, we, we mentioned him earlier before, and now he's here. Mentioned uh, Randy Brickett, and he shows up. Yes. The the first song that I want to talk about, I think has a great message in it about unity. Yeah, you know, segregation. There was a lot of anger going on, you know, a, a lot of uh, towards, you know, other people and stuff like that, taking things out on each other because of a certain situation. I think we should all just sit back, take a deep breath and embrace each other and, and start working together rather than against each other. And that's pretty much what the song's about. You know, I think I said that in the chorus too. And the thing is, the song is a very sensitive issue and it's well written, uh, well uh, said, I think, as far as without uh, putting anybody under the bus. But, you know, we live in a time where you have 12 year old kids holding guns that they can't even hold up right uh they can't even and they're just pulling the trigger you know and the thing is you couldn't catch me in the situation like that uh, especially in chicago where you if you just look at somebody they'll shoot you mm -hmm. and uh and that's what that's what it is it's about you know just random shootings uh innocent people getting killed and just you know everybody should just step back and and, and look and see what's going on and basically love each other instead of shooting at each other that's, yeah. that's how I look at it yeah that's that's very yeah, I think people are very quick to turn to violence and I think that's you know one of the problems going on right now but you know instead of, you know, as you said you said it very well you know instead of shooting each other we should actually hear each other out and embrace yeah, each other yeah, yeah. everybody's yeah. allowed their opinion I know it's I know it know. don't it's don't sound that easy but uh, right you know if people would realize that you know how easy it is for a young person to get a hold of a, a handgun and or any kind of gun nowadays and just be able to you know instead of back in the day it was like fighting with your fists now they're just they're pulling triggers and it's just that simple it's not it's not right yeah well, we shall also shouldn't be taking things out on somebody just because of the color of their skin we all believe the same color and that's pretty much what i say in the chorus in the song yeah we're, we, all, we all look the same on the inside mm -hmm. yes we do here is Same Color by Jamie Bostell. Pain through 
the next song I want to talk about actually features a very special guest you're friends with. Yeah. And that is uh, Inevitable, featuring Brian Blush, and he was part of the refreshments, and he co-wrote the King of the Hill theme as well. Yep, he sure did. He had lived here for a minute in 2007, I think it was. I was in the band Signal, and I met Brian through a friend of my bass players. Uh, he was actually living out in Wakarusa. Brian had been through some hard times. He came from Detroit and uh, was staying with a friend in Wakarusa, and that friend happened to know my bass player in Signal, and Brian came to a Signal rehearsal one time, and we just hit it off. Brian used to come to uh, the open mic night on Thursdays at uh, the Phoenix in Mishawaka, and I would hang out with him there and stuff. We'd jam on stage and stuff now and then, whatever. But, yeah, I've, I've gotten back in touch with Brian. He lives in Arizona, and now he's doing very well. I asked him to play a lead guitar solo on my track, Inevitable, and uh, you can do that now. You can send tracks through email. I collaborated with a few music musicians here in town, too, but I thought it'd be really cool to ask Brian to play on that. It took a while, but he sent me the track. I think it took, like, three months. <laughs> it took him a while to find a studio out there, but he sent me the track, and he did a great job on it. Yes, he, he did. Yes, and he's did. talking to me about doing more stuff, too, uh, soon, too. I hope so, man, because that track came out really good. That song came out excellent. Yeah, Pretty amazing how well the production came out on that song, because that was with the old monitors, too. You know, yeah, a little shameless, shameless plug. <laughs> yeah, go for out, it. <laughs> it'll be out on Christmas Day, everywhere. Yep. Spotify, yeah. all that. Christmas yeah. Day, inevitable. Yeah, and please, I recommend everyone check it out. Not only you know, it features Brian Blush, but also, it's just a killer song. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm glad you like it, because, uh, you know, I, I'd always played that song to, like, I played that song for a long time. I kind of trying to remember when I wrote it. I think I wrote that song in like 2009. Oh, and you, just, you wrote it yesterday. You know? <laughs> and, I've been, and I've been playing. Sounds it on, like it anyway. I've been playing it on my acoustic for a long time, just playing it like random open mics and stuff. I played the song, and I always thought, man, if I record this song, it's going to be good, you know. And so I knew when I recorded it, you know, all the parts you hear, I already had those parts in my head. All those years figuring out what I was going to do with it. That's why so, it came out so good. I think so. I think so. I contemplating took my time on that one, obviously. A long time. <laughs> so when you say you have the song written down, is it on paper? Is it in your head? Where is the song, per se? I've got, so the, main, I've got the main rhythm track already that I play, and then I hear melodies. Like, if you listen, there's a lot of clean guitar parts. There's a lot of melody in that song if you listen to it. There's layered layered melodies going on, like in the verses, and there's, you know, in the chorus, too. If you listen to the guitar parts, I'm mainly talking about the music itself. And then the drum parts, too. The way I did the drums, I came up with the drums the way I did. And, yeah, that song turned out awesome. It's one of my favorites, and that song is basically, it's about making things right with people before you pass on. The thing about it with Jamie is, I think with any musician that's a solo artist, you actually have to know your drums. You have to know actually how to play drums. If you want to be a solo artist, I'm not saying that for everybody, but if you're going to write your own music, God, you have to know the whole aspect of 
the roundabout of everything that's going on. And I played yeah, drums for 10 years. Yeah, he does. That's <clears throat> amazing. It, it's, Jamie's very well-rounded. I think that's what, that's what really, <laughs> yeah, man. and now like, and like he's been, as he's, he's been showing me with like the, the production side too, like right. very well-rounded. Not only can he play the music, but he can also do the production side as well. well the thing with the studio that he has here, uh, it's not like he has been doing it for years. He, the little thing you picked up so fast that made my head spin. And it's only going to get better. It's only going to get better. I mean, you know, it's, it's that time now of, of the ages of, of now is everybody's doing their own thing at home. And I think the more music you listen to on these streaming services, is going to be all original music done at home. It ain't going to be your spruced up, perfectly done. That's uh, You know, it ain't going to be like that anymore. I, you know, I see five down years down the road that everybody's going to have a home studio that wants to make music, and the ones that are doing it in the studio are going to pay the price. I know you, you know? guys have heard, I know you guys have heard of that Billie Eilish. Yep. Oh, right? yeah, she started out with singles. She blew up from a bedroom studio. Yeah, yeah. Yep. You know, she is up with the times. Don't get me wrong. We are, you know, Jamie is a rock musician. He does rock music. You know, he there is a, there is a, a fan base for rock music. Don't get me wrong, he still do other kind types of music too, but we will have to see that in the future. Well, I'm doing the Jamie the Artist stuff. Yeah, he's, he's been working on it. Showing him that too. And trying to become more relevant with that too, as well, yeah. as far as the way things sound bad. Yeah. I touched on this earlier about it. you have to um, stay relevant and stay up to the times about what what's going on because the audience, it changes, not just stagnant where you'll have this audience. Your audience is always changing. Well, I just saw an interview with David Draymond was helping the band Saw out. They were spelled S-A-U-L, Saw. And I saw the interview, I think it was on Loudwire, and he had said himself, the days of going in a room and grinding things out are over. Yeah. You know, it. he said himself, a lot of people have home studios now. Hell, they, they recorded at somebody's house in Arizona, their last album, Disturbed did, you know. Well, soon, I'm sure soon they'll be doing it themselves. But, yeah, you know, once a lot they of bands, get, you know, a lot of bands are doing it themselves. Yeah, it's also I think that's also part of the reason why a lot of production sounds the same though too. Yeah. At least for me, I don't think my production sounds uh, like everybody else's. Well, you're, you're modernizing your uh, the typical rock style music. It's being modernized, uh, even though there's very few rock bands today that are on the radio. Very few. There's very old few school. modern rock yeah. bands that even have guitars in them right now. Yeah, that's true. Yes. The music that they're calling rock right now is like it's, Imagine Dragons, and you know, I heard some band on the uh, Macy's Day Thanksgiving Day Parade. I can't remember the name of the band. It was Letters. I can't remember what it was. But all they had was piano, bass, and vocals. They had no guitar. I was like, yeah. I don't know. I come from the era where yeah. guitar yeah, yeah, means yeah. rock. Yeah, you know? yeah, I hear you. But things are changing for sure. It is definitely. They yeah. call the new Miley Cyrus album rock, you know, and there's a couple yeah. songs on there with guitar in it, but the rest of it's all keyboards and drum samples and big vocals that sound like yeah. they came out of a cave. Yeah, and, she has a great voice, though. You know. got that rough edge. Voice. No, it's a good album. I listened yeah. to it. Some good songs. Yeah, that's why I was really impressed with uh, Bush's new album. Yeah. Because of the guitars. Like, yeah. Uh, yes, that, yeah. that is. Yeah, he's still trying to be irrelevant with all of us old fuckers. Yeah. yeah, that's why I was really impressed with Bush, the Kingdom, because it kept the guitars in. Which honestly, nowadays it it's almost like very rare that he have like all the songs have all guitars. Like, yeah. and they have it yeah, sound he, good. He has some more energy on this album too compared to that last. Well, one. The last two, yeah, he was depressed. <laughs> the, the, yeah, this one 
It's it's that's alternative rock to me. The last yeah. the last two albums were heartbreak, pretty much because of Gwen. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. No, it was it was one album was really yeah. a jeez, dude. Yeah, yeah. I can't listen. I'm gonna slip my the, wrist. The the last yeah. two albums were not Bush, in my opinion. Pretty sad. Well, then you wouldn't like Beck's Sea Change. Then I love that. It was album. just no energy. <laughs> it was just a lot of ballads. You know, yeah. it was just a lot of slow. Didn't have the energy that the first. 16 Stone had, you oh, know, yeah. like this album, The Kingdom, that rocks. It's good. I actually heard, I actually heard it on Bear yesterday. The Kingdom, the Just song, that song, yeah. No, the whole album rocks. Oh yeah, it's no, I, good. I mean, I own it. I, I love it. But yeah, yeah. you made it to inevitable. Um, now, did you choose Brian Bush? Like, yes, in mind, like for the song. Yes. I knew he'd be the guy. Yeah, it was a perfect. And, and like any any kind of reason behind that, or do you like do you... just the style of the song? Like some of the other songs are heavy. Real heavy, you know. Inevitable has that candle box. I don't know, maybe even Alice in Chains a little bit feel to it. I don't know what you think of it or how you feel it, it what it sounds like. Yeah, I could, I can see definitely candle box. Yeah, but, yeah, it's like, got that. To clarify, it has that vibe to it. I'm not saying you know exactly, yeah. but yeah, I can see that. Actually, candle box is really good. But yeah, yeah, I love candle box. Yeah, I might even listen to him when I wrote it. I don't remember. I wrote it a long time. I, ago. I don't think anybody else could have did a better solo on that song. Better guitar work than Brian. Because he put feels that. Yeah, it's such a good song. I, I like that you said feel because we were talking about Jamie's music. He does, you know, a lot of stuff. He's got his own studio and stuff, but he still puts soul into it. I think that's what a lot of people are missing right now is soul. Well, there's a little trick to it. You don't cut and paste. He's straight out. It's like analog, but not uh, in analog. When they record in the studio, they all had to do it live. They all had to do it like you, you mess up. It's you know, it's like. You have to deal with it or redo and, it. And he does that. He's not, you know, yeah, with this digital stuff and all this, you cut and paste and slap everything together and it sounds like, you know, almost like robotic, perfectly done. Well, if you listen to his stuff, his vocals are done straight. He don't cut paste. He just does it. If he messes up, he'll race the track and do it again mm-hmm. until it's done right. And that's how come there, that to me, that's why I hear that warmth and that feel. There is some warmth to this, to his digital recordings and that's what I like about it. Can't say it any better, so we're going to feature Inevitable featuring Brian Blush. Why did you leave me down another broken road? You said I'll be here, you must be invisible. Well, I'll just keep rolling with the This wreckage Cause that's just the way I roll The way I roll If we don't learn from our mistakes We'll drown in the inevitable Nothing matters but the space between Until we reach the inevitable 
Now, the third song that I really want to talk about, we, we actually talked about this in our first ever interview with back in April, you and me. This year, earlier this year, it was uh, your first single you actually released, So Help Me God. Yeah, yeah. I wrote that. I mainly wrote that for my son. That song was for my son, like the verses and that. My son, we haven't been talking. Uh, I haven't seen him for two years. Uh, we have talked a little bit recently. Just one of those things. He's going through a, a growing thing where he's 23, you know, and I'm dad out here. I don't know. It's one of those things where I'm, I miss him and I want him to know. How do I say this, Randy? <laughs> I don't know. I, I open your eyes and see how much I love you, man. That's basically what that's pretty like. much what that yeah. song is about. Yeah, you know, I mean, he under- was he was raised by his mom. You know, I I had visitation and stuff, but you know, he he's been kind of brainwashed by things he believes about me, and uh, I just wanted to know me. I wanted to know, no matter what happens, that I love him, no matter what choices he makes. Or who he is, I still love him, and that's pretty much what that song's about. Yeah, it's rough because it's not only his son, but a lot of other people are the same way. I think brainwashed. Jamie's a very good person. I, you know, sit here with him and his wife, broke bread, you know, laughed, had good times, done things. People got a bad perception about Jamie, and you know me, and what really makes me feel bad because I get along with my son really well. Me and my son are really tight. And just to know that, you know, he's tried so hard to get his son's attention and to be a part of his life. And for, and I don't see any reason why he shouldn't be because Jamie's a good person. And I don't, you know, I don't see why. But, you know, uh, I don't want to get too deep into that because that's between him and his son. But that's, that's what I see. Yeah, the main thing I, was that he was raised by his mom. And, you know, his mom could do things for him that I couldn't. And later on in life, that you know, he learned that. And he just felt that I'm less of a person because I couldn't give him what she could give him, I guess. Or she made him believe that. Or people that are more educated than somebody who decided not to go to college is, is above you or... No, we're all equal here, and nobody should be treated that way. And uh, that's why the chorus is so help me, God, who am I supposed to be? Where am I supposed to be? If prayer is the answer, I wish you'd answer me. You know, because we all feel, man, I've been praying and praying and praying. Are you answering my prayers? Because, you know, sometimes you wonder. That's why it got really deep before us with that part. And I tied that all together for that song, so. Wrote a you know very personal song at least on your end, but I think it's yeah it's very relevant covers you know a lot of people and not you know not only you know, right. like your situation but also can be applied to other situations right. like you know yeah. people you know praying to God like you know, for anything really like any kind of their situation that they're in. Well, that's usually what we're raised to do is especially if you have family that's religious or grandparents or anything you, know, you pray sometimes you pray for the wrong things. Mm-hmm. What we turn to as human beings, you know, and as people of faith, God, you know, help me with this. And like Jamie said, sometimes you wonder, there's nothing wrong with having faith. You gotta have faith in yourself. Anything, uh, it's good for you. But yeah, it, it's a very, the song is very, uh, to me, is very intense because when I heard it, I couldn't imagine myself being in a situation with my son like that. It's a good song. I, I like it. And it could, you know, it, it, it's, uh. I think it was the second song. Yeah, yeah I did in the studio. In the studio, and you know, mm-hmm. yes, it could it could be remastered. We probably will remaster it, uh, or he will. We just wanted to get it out there. And you know, the thing is, is like I tell Jamie, you know, we're, we're not all about perfection. Yes, 
sometimes you can hear after you make them, yeah, you could have done this and done that. But as it goes on, they get better and better, and it's just you might as well keep putting them out there. I just I just watched this thing on Amazon Prime, Randy, where they were saying the same thing you and I were saying. I'll actually show this to you today okay. when okay. we eat. And watch this thing about you have to constantly putting product uh, out, yes, or you're going to get sunk yeah. Yeah. because there was so much stuff coming out all at once. Yeah, it's coming out. Actually, it was Sahaj from Ra who said that. There was so much stuff coming at us all at once. There were so many bands, so many people in home studios pumping stuff out, videos out. There was so much streaming, stuff coming live streaming, out on a daily that. basis that if you don't put stuff out quickly and keep up, you're just going to be forgotten. Well, yeah, then, then I read an article that, you know, the days of putting an album out, you know, once a year or two years is over. You have to keep pumping. And Spotify, love, they, that's what they love. They love it when people just keep putting music out. The days of making albums every year or two years is over. Yeah. You know, it's just constant. It's like, hey, it's a product. Keep yeah, putting that out. It is a product now. I think it was pretty cool. I have to show it. I have to find it. It was on Ra's page. If you know who Ra is, if you don't, you should check them out. They're awesome. It's spelled R-A. Sahaj is actually the singer and songwriter for Ra. He lives in Fort Wayne. And uh, they were signed to, I think it was Geffen Records. I can't remember. But um, a major label. You know, they were big in the late 90s, I think it was. And that, but I've hit up Sahaj and Praise the Fallen might be doing some shows with Ra, hopefully. But uh, anyway, he's an amazing producer, too. He's got a studio in Fort Wayne. But he had said, that's what he had said about music, about, about well, even Ra right now. They just put out their new single. I showed you that single, maybe. Mm -hmm. And then in December, they're dropping another single. And then the next one, they're going to drop another single, but they're going to give you, I guess it's like two weeks later. You'll get the full album. I think it's if you if you pay for that album, you get it two weeks early, and you also get a T-shirt or something yeah. like that. Bands are doing like that. They're relying on their merch and stuff. There, there are a lot of artists out there. That's something else I saw. There are a lot of artists out there. It's about the brand too, and not just the music. So yeah, it's the streaming's not uh, it's not paying off like people thought it would. So yeah, but also I mean. Bands really have to rely on the work, especially like for a year like 2020. I know some bands that never played a show this year. You there's know, a like, lot of yeah. people. There's a lot of people that believe music should be free. Well, it is free, honestly. It pretty much is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, <laughs> it's, 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 it's very undervalued. It depends how days. fast you know. Like but you said, it's, it's, for people like me who started doing this when it was value. What's a person well, like me supposed to it, do now? To me, music's like a piece. When you I'm write, still going to keep doing it because I love yeah. what I do. This is what I look at it like when a song is like a piece of stock. We're getting off the song though. <laughs> That's all right. A song is like a piece of stock. When you make it, it's there forever. And then when you got it streaming, then you're collecting for years and years and years. Anything else to add about uh, So Help Me God? I think we covered a lot of it about what was happening now. Was that was that the first thing that you put out as Jamie uh, Jamie Bostel rock music? I believe so. I think that was. I think I did 43 after that. Didn't I, Randy? Or did I do it? I think you did 43 before that. Yeah, I did 43 first, so, okay, so second. but I wasn't happy with the production, so I think I put it out, but they did, yeah. I'm talking, I'm still, I don't know, man, I take my time with this stuff. And yeah, it was like an experiment. I, I've still been thinking about redoing it, you know, I might redo it, 
you know, I'm in no hurry though, because yeah. it's always here. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's amazing. I got, it's amazing I got, got, a, bunch, yeah. I got a bunch of new stuff right here too, right now. So in my head. So I don't know. You know, I might redo that one. But so homie God, yeah, I think that was the second song I did. And, uh, man, I want to talk about learn how to mix, man. That's when I was going back to the car, back and forth, like <laughs> 40 times. Before I set things up the way I got it, and before we got these monitors, mm-hmm. man, yeah. But I also use Easy Drummer on that, and not the Slates. Yeah, yeah. Yet. But I did pretty good on that. On that, it turned out all right. You know, you know there's a lot of weird sounds and stuff going on in that song, real spacey, and a lot of that stuff too. As far as on that song, I thought I had to have a bunch of compression on the drums. And, you know, I learned so much. Like my recordings now are done a lot quicker. My mixes are quicker. And uh, I don't have all that stuff on it like I put on that song. But I mean, you got, you got to start somewhere, though. But it turned out okay. I was trying. I thought I had to have all the stuff. To I've seen other people use this stuff, thinking I needed it too, and I didn't. It turned out all right. The reaction I got from that song was pretty immense too. Probably, that's probably the biggest reaction I got on any song I put out. I don't know. I've got a lot of a lot of views on same color and inevitable too. We're going to feature a very personal, but I think very relatable song, So Help Me God, first, I think, official single that uh, Jamie Bustell Rock Music released. Yeah, that's when I broke the ice and let people know I was going to do a solo record, was with that song. So please enjoy So Help Me God. Where's the answers? What else? 
fourth song, I think, was a little bit more recent, I want to say. That was a Burden to Bury. I know you did a lyric video for it. I want to say it was October-ish, I want to say. Yeah. Burden to Bury, though. Man, that turned out awesome. That's one of my favorites. <laughs> yeah, um, definitely, definitely. You want to know what that song's about? We all have our dark days, and we all have things of our past that resurface now and then. And I was having a really bad day, and, uh, you know, I get depressed just like anybody else out there. There's an anxiety problem going on out there. I think it's because the human body, the human mind, can only take so much being thrown at us. And we're constantly being fed stuff from social media or from the news. You know, there's so much negativity around us and stuff. For instance, since when have our lives been based on likes? So badly, you know, getting on social media and wondering why this person won't like your post, you know, so bad. We've put ourselves into an anxiety frenzy, man, you know, and then you see on the news, they're feeding us something I noticed too, you know, they're feeding us on the news, all this bad news and stuff, all this dark stuff that's going on. You're fed that. You're fed all this dark and hateful, angry stuff on social media. You're stretching yourself out there, wanting to be desired, wanting wanting attention, any way you can get it. And then you have, I noticed you, like last night, I said to my wife, isn't it funny how they have all these commercials for medication, for disease and all this other stuff. So you got that, you got the news, you got social media. No wonder we have an anxiety problem. Well, there's no money to be made off of. They want to make us believe we're screwed up. They want to put, they want to make us feel bad about ourselves. These are not good things. So I try with my music to put inspiration out there and make people feel good in this dark, negative world we live in. There's a lot more negativity out there than there is positivity. If some people actually realized that and started to spin themselves around and put more positivity out there, then we probably live in a better place. I honestly agree. And a lot of the stuff, I mean, news ratings, the reason they put all like the tragic stuff on it, it creates ratings. And yes. I think people are doing like put pictures and, you know, stunts on the internet just to get uh, views and oh, likes, yeah. you know, especially some the of the world wouldn't stuff function on, on perfection. Oh, like the, yeah. It functions news. on chaos. Especially the news, they're, they're trying to compete on who can do the worst, most tragic reports, right. you know, who can do the grossest stuff, or with getting away with it, you know, who can make people feel like, oh, right. God, we better get a gun, you know, we better go buy a gun, because it's getting bad, yep. or, you know, or whatever. But, you know, we can go on for days about this, and uh, to me, burden to bury is basically what Jamie's talking about, and I, I see, you know, he does have a burden. Just living in, in South Bend, well, all these, there's a lot of musicians, <laughs> a massive amount of musicians here. This is like the hub of music, and especially for national bands. They stop out around here and play wherever they play. But Jamie's well-known out here, and, you know, the thing is, it's like, it, it, I think it forces him to be competitive. The reason why is because he's been here for so many years, he's been writing some music, he's been playing, and, you know, I always look at it this way, like, if the Rolling Stones lived in my city, and they played the same town every night or every weekend. Be like, man, you know, Duke, you know, if I ever come out of town, I'd be like, you're not going to see the Stones. He'd be like, man, I've not seen the Stones a thousand times, man. They live here. You know, he wouldn't be as happy about it. Well, that's the same with all these bands. They're doing the same thing, playing and playing. And Jamie, he's just out, him and his band, crazy falling, getting out and doing their thing, you know. I've seen it for years. Well, you have to get away from the place you've been playing for years and go other places. The thing is, Jamie... He's not your typical songwriter or, or your band, typical band member, because he's gung-ho, full force, 
in your face. I'm going to do this. I'm, I'm getting it's just and a lot of bands are not. He's got a burden out here because he's, you know, he's a lot more enthusiastic than a lot of people out here for music. The burden, burden the berry is actually not about that. <laughs> but it, to me, that's what it is. Right. I mean, well, everybody has their different perspectives. Yeah. Um, burden the berry is actually about my childhood. You know, I didn't have the greatest childhood, and sometimes, you know, stuff that's happened to me in the past surfaces, and it puts me in a dark place. That's the devil in your head, you know, it's like I say yeah. in the song. You know, it's like a movie. There's a movie in my head, you know. And sometimes, you know, I was just having a bad day, and sometimes that stuff comes up in my life. You know, I have to remind myself that, yeah, like I said, it's the devil in your head, and sometimes you just got to say no, go away, focus on... The good things. And I came home that day from that day I had, and I did that song. I wrote those lyrics like that day. I guess it's about mental health is what the song's about. And I think everybody can identify with that, you know? That's a good thing about it. Everybody has their own different views on a song right here. Everything's different. They have their own vision of what they think the song's about. And, you know, like you said, I'm glad you came out with that, Jamie. Well, I was. I didn't know it was about that. It was about it's abuse like, and how you have yeah, to bury yeah, that. I didn't know that. You have to, yeah, you have to cool. bury that and... But at the same time, we're going 100 miles an hour. Like for me, you know, I put everything in the music. We were going 100 miles an hour with this COVID thing and yeah. made everything stop. Yeah, and when everything stopped is when things started to surface for myself. You know, I'm actually going to therapy myself right now. I'm not embarrassed to say that. I have been suicidal. I have felt I've been in that dark place. You know, I write songs when I'm in that dark place. It's what I do. Also... I'm a performer, and I was going 100 miles an hour playing shows every weekend. For seven years, I did it every weekend with Signal. I slowed down a little bit, but I still played shows and was still active and still busy. And then COVID hit, and everything stopped. And when everything stopped, everything in my life that I buried from the past surfaced. And that's why I called the song a burden to bear me. Wow, awesome. So. Yeah, you explained to me. That's awesome. Man. Sorry if it's yeah. too deep for you. <laughs> no. no. If that shovel bury that burden, baby. <laughs> well, I buried it by just going 100 miles an hour through my yeah. life, yeah. being busy, and then here I am now at my age, suddenly this stuff has surfaced. I haven't really talked that much about it because, you know, people out there, like, they don't talk about mental health. They feel that people are going to look at them weird or yeah. they're going to be concerned that, you know, if I told you, look, man, I'm feeling like hanging myself today. You, nobody will understand that. Nobody will understand that it's not about offing yourself. It's about ratifying that movie coming back in your head or the things that happen to you coming back. It happens, you know. We just don't want to think about that stuff anymore. We don't want to hurt anymore. And that's why people, you know, take their lives, you know, especially with the COVID thing going on. Oh, the, the suicide yeah. rate oh, it's has gone up. Yeah, definitely. The drugs, people doing drugs, yeah. they're escaping. Alcohol. They're Jeez. escaping something, Child you know. So I write songs, and I wrote that song for those people. Yeah, and mental health, as you said, people feel there's a stigma about it that, like, oh, there must be, you know, something wrong with you that can't be fixed. They're almost right, like, they're, right, right. or like you're, you're broken. I, I don't know why there's that stigma with it. I mean, you know, mental health is very important, especially right now, 2020. As we said, suicide rates have been up, alcohol abuse, drug abuse, all that stuff child is up right now. Child abuse, abuse is, it's all up right now. Anger is up. Bullying, people yeah. bullying each other. You, can only, you know, the imagine, you know? The imagine the people that have short fuse and thinking that just you know this COVID thing that life is over with. 
I mean, there's people that's thinking that. It's yeah. over with. The world's going to end, you know? And, and there's no telling, you know, how many suicides are caused by that. Losing your job, especially. A lot you of know, people lost their jobs. Yeah. <laughs> and same here with me, too. Like, you know, there's definitely people who have been lucky who still have a job. I mean, that's yeah. something to be thankful for yeah, that, like, you know, a lot of people may not like their jobs, but, like, yeah. at least you're thankful that I'm All still right. employed. Exactly. Jamie, thank you so much for opening up about A Burden to Bury. Yeah. The way you explained it, it's a very deep song, but it's also been very relatable, and, like, Randy had, a, you know, a different take on it, too, but I think it's very relatable because yeah. it's still, I think people can find a lot of, Common elements in that song. I've had lots of burdens. I've had yeah. to bury bullying. Six, six you years know. that I've known Jamie, and it's going on six years. And uh, I've seen a lot that he's been through, man. He's been with the scene, and it's it's rough. It's not like it used to be. I'm an old man uh, from the back in the day when all bands used to get together, and, you know, let each other use their amps and their you know guitar. Yeah, I mean, my guitars, you know, you know this or that, you know, but it ain't like that anymore. Yeah, no, it definitely has changed. It's yeah, changed yeah. a lot. Thanks so much. For opening up about Burn to Berry, that is the fourth song we're going to feature on this episode. You're doing the best you can with the life you didn't get. It's your burden to bury. You gotta make the most of it.
The fifth song I want to talk about features a local musician. I'm talking about Parasite, featuring TJ Martin of cover band Zero. Yeah, I asked TJ to do it. I knew he'd be the guy for that song. Did you have TJ in mind for this song, or was this just a natural collaboration? Yeah, when I had the song. See, I do a lot of all the rhythm parts and the bass parts and drum parts and all the vocals and that. There's keyboards in it, whatever. I do all that, and then I'm not really a lead player, so I've had lead players play on the stuff, too. I haven't actually got to see Zero live. I've known TJ a long time. God, I've known TJ since 2006, I think. I've known him that long. Maybe even earlier than that. I've known him a long time, though. He was in an original band a long time ago. I don't remember what it was, but he told me he was in a band that toured and stuff. They were trying to get a record deal and stuff, and he just kind of gave up on that. does what he does, but he's really good at what he does. The lead guitar sounds amazing on Parasite. Yeah, he's he's awesome. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he wailed on that one. Man. Yeah, like, Woo! he put yeah, there was energy in that. Yeah. And that song's just about trolls and people that nick yeah. at you and nitpick on you and they run their mouths and you know. But I don't, I can't remember all the words in that song. But honestly, a lot of people that are like that don't even like themselves, and that's why they take it out on you. Yeah. And that's kind of what that song's about. Makes you feel like, you know, the person's a parasite. It's like, don't you have anything better to do than mess with me, you know, uh-huh. or try to? I mean, you get up every day going, I'm going to get even with this person. Don't you have better agendas in your life? And, you know, and it seems like this is what a parasite people like do. It too, man. Yeah, it's just wasted. It's rent-free space in their head oh, that yeah. they could be using for better things. Exactly, man. Instead of just making it's about things. a specific person, but I'm not going to go there. Put under the bus and run him over ten times. <laughs> You know, I don't know the guy personally. But They're doing a fine job themselves. With yeah. That. And yeah. all they do is drive people away. People like that. Pretty so much. They don't keep any friends. And pretty much that they person have a has, circle. Yeah. That pretty much has, that's what this person has done. He feels he's owed something because I don't, I don't know why he feels that way. Why he feels <laughs> I owe him anything. Really. I gave him my time. He's the one who blew it with me. And then it's easier to blame the other person rather than themselves. And that to me is kind of a parasite. It's harder to look in the mirror. It's just a person that won't go away. It keeps showing up now and then in my life just trying to get under my skin. You know, I guess that's what a parasite would do, right? Try to get under your skin and irritate you. Yeah. yeah. So I actually have parasites all this all the time. That's <laughs> we're talking about human parasites yeah. now. We're not talking about regular ones. We're gonna feature the fifth song <laughs> Parasite. Featuring T J Martin.
Thank you so much for listening to part one of In Depth with Jamie Bostel. Make sure to look for the second episode coming very soon. And thank you so much for listening. And you can catch us on Spotify, Anchor, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and some more great places as well. And if you'd like to support Super Cool Radio, we have a really cool store on Endeavor After. I will leave a link in the description. Thank you so much for listening to Super Cool Radio. I am your host, as always, Matthew Thomas.